0: but let's talk about the central theme of the day and this time that we acknowledge Jesus resurrection in acts 17 acts 17 and 18 it talks about paul as he was preaching to the intellectuals of his day The Epicureans and Stoics and philosophers, the the Greeks who were the intellects, the great minds of their generation. Verse 18 says certain philosophers of Epicurean Stoics encountered him and some said, what will this babbler say? Other some, he seems to be a setter forth of strange gods, plural, because he preached to them Jesus and the resurrection. They weren't clear on what he was preaching and what he was saying, but every time he talked about Jesus, he talked about the resurrection. And just with the cursory listen, they thought maybe, he, maybe he's talking about two gods. He said it's for strange gods because he preached to them what? Jesus, Jesus and. Yeah. Jesus and the resurrection. Everybody say Jesus, Jesus. And, and the resurrection. And the resurrection. You, you haven't really talked about Jesus unless you talk about the resurrection. It is the, the culmination, it is the, the, the high point, the fulfillment of prophecy, and if you will, the, uh, the punchline of the, the gospel. What is the good news? God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And took our place and became sin with our sin. Hmm? And the full brunt and judgment of God came on him on the cross. And he died. And he really was dead. But he didn't stay dead. (laughs) And after three days and nights, he rose from the dead. Somebody say, Resurrection. 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 Other religions will take you to the tombs of their founders. Hmm? And the tomb of our founder is empty. I said, is empty. Yes. I heard an interesting joke. I almost hesitate to say it, but it's it's kind of funny. <laughs> you know, Joseph of Arimathea was the one who came and begged for the body of Jesus and came and put it in his own tomb, hewn out of stone. And uh, <laughs> when I first heard it, I thought somebody was being serious until I heard the, the end of it. And they said that obviously uh, Pilate... Uh, excuse me, Joseph of Arimathea had access to Pilate. Not just anybody could walk in there, but he's a man of some ability, obviously. He got access to it and asked for the body and got it. And someone was saying that there was ancient Jewish writings that recorded a conversation between Joseph and Pilate. And Pilate said, why would you put this crucified criminal in your own uh, tomb? And the response was, uh, oi, it's only for the weekend.
1: <laughs> it's
0: kind of funny, huh? <laughs> but some would, you know... Um, like these individuals, they it seemed strange to them. And they said, what is this, this Jesus and the resurrection? Uh, later on in this same chapter in verse 31, it says, He's appointed a day in which He will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom He has ordained, whereof He's given assurance unto all men in that He has raised Him Him. From the dead. Assurance of what? If he raised. So will we. That is the glorious hope. That is the victory over death. And when they heard of the resurrection of the dead. Some mocked. And others said. We will hear you again of this matter. So even then. They were mocking, thinking that's unbelievable. That's incredible. That's, that's too much to accept and believe. Resurrection. Because when you're dead, you're dead. That's it. And there are many who believe they're more intelligent than us. Hmm. Who believe that if we were more enlightened... We'd not hold and cling to the crutch of religion. (coughs) They just have no idea how much fun we're having. (laughs) Do they? (laughs) And they have no idea how ignorant they really are. Being wise in their own eyes. Thinking they know so much. When they've been alive and existed on this earth about that long. Hmm? And they think they've known, they've learned so much and know so much, but it requires faith to accept these things. And when people say, "Well, I just, I can't believe that. I'm, a, I'm a man of of knowledge. I'm a man of science. I, I'm this. I, I can't accept. There, there is no proof. How would you know? Is there, there there's proof that it can't happen? No. It's a matter of faith. And when people say, well, I just can't believe that, that's an incorrect statement. You choose not to believe it. Mm-hmm. By the very nature of what faith is, it's a choice. Yes. It's a choice. You either believe it or you don't. Mm-hmm. I said, you either believe it or you don't. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that's it.
0: And if you don't believe it, it's because you choose not to believe it. Right. If you do believe it, it's because at some point you chose to believe it. Yes. I chose to believe it. I choose to believe it. I am a believer. Hallelujah. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Oh, somebody in here believer besides me. Come on, you are you a believer? I am a believer. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not embarrassed about it. I am a believer. If somebody says, well, this is all there is. Well, that's what you believe. That's right. That's right. How would you know? You weren't here when it started. <laughs> how can you know how it's all going to end? That's what you believe. Right. Well, no, it's science. No, it's a belief. Right. So much of what people call science is not science, that's right. it's a belief. That's right. And a wrong one. <laughs> you can believe anything you choose to, right. you can believe total lies. And many on the planet are deceived and believe lies. But the gospel, the good news, what we call the core of Christianity, is the good news about Jesus, the Son of God, becoming flesh, paying the price for the sins of mankind, being crucified, dying, and and being raised from the dead. And the Bible said He was proved and shown to be the Son of God by being raised from the dead by the glory of God. How many understand that proves it? It proves it. Power over death. Power over sin. Power over all. Hallelujah. Somebody say glory to God. God. Now as you can tell, we tend to get excited about these things. (laughs) And you should. If this is really true, I said if this is really true, it's something to shout about. It's something to be excited about. Then it means this life is not all there is to it. It means when somebody dies, that's not the end. And if the Lord tears is coming just a little bit longer, you and I are going to die. We're going to go the way of all the earth. Hmm? People we know are going to die. Should we stand around the grave and sob our eyes out and say they're gone, 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 the end? Hmm? Or do we realize the glorious truth of Jesus and the resurrection, and if He raised, huh? So will they. And if He raised, so will I. So will I. You know, you think about. I've heard people say this. They say, "Well, you know, I, I, I can't believe in all those miracle things." You know, virgin birth, mm, raised from the dead, literally, physically, mm, no. But after all, isn't it really the teachings of Jesus that's the main thing? How he taught and interacted with humanity. I mean, is, is it so important, these miracle things? These, Isn't it really what he taught? If he didn't raise from the dead, Christianity's a bunch of junk. Amen. Come on, are you listening to me? It is a total waste of time, and you are never going to church again. If he didn't raise from the dead, there is no salvation. Hmm? Puts everything. In question, this is not just my idea. I'm quoting scripture, which we're about to read. So yeah, it makes all the difference whether you believe he raised from the dead or not. It makes lost or saved difference. Heaven or hell difference. That's how big it is. Romans says in the fourth chapter, Verse 24 says, Righteousness will be imputed to us if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead. Did you hear the word if? If you believe what? On him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. It's not enough that he died for our sins. That wouldn't be the end of it. That still wouldn't justify us. Amen. Right. Hmm? Right. In order for us to be justified, he had to be raised. That's right? <laughs> right? Yes, sir. <laughs> he was delivered for our offenses and judgment fell upon him and he died for our sins but he was raised for our justification. <laughs> Does this excite you? It sure does me. Because it's true. And Romans 10 tells us what we must believe in order to be saved. Of all the things, he could have specified, you must believe this to be saved. Does anybody know Romans 10, 9, and 10? Hmm? What did it say? Romans 10 and 8. 10 and 8 says, What saith it? The word is near you, even in your mouth and in your heart, the word of faith which we preach, that if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in your heart. Believe what? What do you got to believe in order to be saved? What do you got to believe? You've got to believe that God has raised him from the dead and you shall be saved. You shall be saved. Hallelujah. Well, I don't know if I, you know, literally, physically, raised from the dead, I don't know if I can believe that. Then you're lost. I know people don't like it that plain. But you either believe the Bible or you don't. Hmm? If you don't believe the Bible, you're making up stuff as you go along. You're making up, you're, you're producing your own beliefs. But no, if, if we're going to be saved, if we're going to benefit from what he's done for us, we have to believe this. No options about it. It's a choice that's life or death, eternal life or death. You confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and, and, and. You believe in your heart. It's not a matter of figuring it out. You can't figure it out. How did he do that? Well, how did life get started in the first place? How did he do any of these things? There's so much you're not going to know yet. But you can make a choice to believe it. It's just very simple. I believe it. I choose to believe it. Believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. You shall be saved. How many think everybody ought to do this? Hmm? Everybody on the planet can. If they would. Why don't we all say it right now? Everybody in the room? Everybody watching my internet? Say it out loud. I confess with my mouth. Jesus is Lord. And I do believe in my heart. That God has raised him from the dead. He's alive. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) You just watch it. You keep hanging around us, you'll be just as wild and excited as the rest of us. And you'll be happy about it. (laughs) We're talking about resurrection here, folks. Resurrection. Resurrection. Go with me, please, to 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter. 1 Corinthians 15 This is such a wonderful, amazing passage of Scripture. It's a lengthy chapter, and the whole chapter is dealing with resurrection. The whole chapter. And I want to read some of it to you. And we might get carried away and, and read a lot of it. You got time? or? Is there anything more important that we should be talking about today than this and thinking about it? You know, people sometimes get tied up in traditions and commercialism and everything else, but is, is this not what it's really about? The resurrection of the master. Did it happen or didn't it happen? Is it real? How's it, how does it affect me? These are not things you need to speculate about. These are not things you need to uh, procrastinate and postpone about making a decision about later. Life is short. It's passing by quickly. You better make up your mind about this. And this is something, you can get a lot of things wrong and be okay in the end, but this, you've got to get right. You've got to get this right. Eternity hangs in the balance. In 1 Corinthians 15, he said, Brethren... I declare to you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also you received and wherein you stand, by which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I preached to you, unless you have believed in vain. For I delivered to you first of all that which I received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures, and that he was seen of Cephas, that's Peter, then of the twelve, After that, he was seen of above 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain under this present, but some are fallen asleep. After that, he was seen of James and of all the apostles. Do you understand? He's talking about all these people saw him after he was raised from the dead. And they were all witnesses and testified all over the known country there that uh, uh, Jesus was really raised from the dead. They'd say, I saw him. I saw him. He appeared to us in the room. The disciples could say, he ate a meal with us. Fish and bread. after Honeycomb. After he was raised from the dead. Uh-huh. After. And, and then uh, Paul says, last of all, he was seen of me also as of one born out of due time. From the least of the apostles, not meet to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God, but by the grace of God I am what I am. And his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Paul said, I met him on the road to Damascus. I saw him. I heard him. He talked to me. Do you think all these people are liars that they made up this? You know, all the disciples. Paul, these 500 people that saw him at one time, are they all making this up? Or did they really see? You have to to just make a choice whether you believe it or not. But uh, he's saying, I saw him too. And he said, whether it were they or I, so we preach, verse 11, and so you believed. Now here he gets down to the, the, the core of what we're talking about today. Now if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead. How say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? In Jesus' day, there was a whole group of religious people called Sadducees, and they didn't believe that spirits exist, and they didn't believe that there is any kind of resurrection or afterlife. They believe when you're dead, you're dead. This has always been around, this idea and this concept. Why? It's complete materialism it's thinking you're so much smarter than you are. It's thinking, if I can't see it with my eyes and if I can't put my hand on it, it ain't real. Uh You don't have to go any further than a mind. Do you have a mind? Huh? Do you have a mind? Can you think? Can you see it? Well, yeah. No, you can't. It's my brain. If I cut my head open, you'd see. That's not your mind. That's not your mind. That's That's a physical organ. You can't see your mind, so you must not have one. (laughs) If you can't see it, and you can't touch it, and you can't feel it, oh, no, friend. There are whole dimensions of things we can't see and touch. And just because you can't put it under a microscope doesn't mean it's not real. You and I, as far as experience goes, we are baby, baby, babies. Even the 80 and 90 year olds among us, you've been around that long. How much do you know? And when we get out of here, a whole lot of things are going to open up to us. This is actually training for what comes next. Hmm? truth is God is real and he is spirit and you are created in his likeness and image and you are spirit and you'll exist long after this body is laid to rest hmm? you're sitting there right now looking at me through those two windows we call eyes the real you's inside there it can't, be, can't be measured naturally, can't be seen with natural instruments You're much more than a body. How many believe you're much more than a body? You're not just a body. Angels are spirits. Hallelujah. Those who have lived in times before us, previous generations, they didn't cease to exist. They just left here. Death is called departure. Just like when you go to the airport. It says arrivals and departures. Births are arrivals into the planet. Deaths are not, death is not the cessation of existence. No, it's not. It's not termination. It's relocation.
1: There you go. That's rich. That's rich.
0: Huh? People cry and say, We lost so and so. Well, you don't say that if they moved to Texas. (laughs) We lost them. They're gone. What happened? Moved to Texas. They're gone. No, they're not gone. They're in Texas. Maybe you can't go outside and see them right now because they're in another state, but they still exist. They're alive and well. And I'm going to believe heaven is a real place. It's a real place. It's a real place. And it's nicer even than Texas. And your loved ones that are there. They are not lost. They know exactly where they are. Exactly. Right? Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. And if they belong to the Lord. And you belong to the Lord. You will see them again. Soon and very soon. And be reunited. Never again to be separated. Do you believe it? Yes. You must believe in resurrection. Yes. Jesus And the resurrection. Keep reading. Spirit of God through Paul's dealing with people. Who some people are saying there is no resurrection. He's having to deal with that. He said, "If uh, verse thirteen, if there be no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. If if people don't rise, if there is no resurrection, then Jesus didn't raise." If Christ be not risen, now here's what I was talking about earlier, verse 14. When people say, well, you know, it's the teachings that matter. Uh, Not really, there's other things. Oh no, if Christ is not risen, our preaching is vain and useless and your faith is vain and useless. None of this means anything if he really didn't raise from the dead. Yea, and we are found false witnesses of God, because we testify to God that He raised up Christ, whom He raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. He said, and all, all us, of us are liars, because I said I saw Him on the road to Damascus, because they said they saw Him after He was raised from the dead, the twelve, and the others, and the five hundred. Are they all liars? Is Paul a liar? He said, if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. You are yet in your sins. He keeps repeating it. Repeating it. Is this a big deal? Yeah. This is not a take it or leave it issue. Amen. Right? right? If he didn't raise from the dead, literally, physically. If he wasn't really dead and now is really alive, then Christianity is a hoax. There's nothing to it. But if he did, I said if he did, if he really was the Son of God manifested in the flesh, if he really did die and pay the price for our sins and was dead for three days and nights and he really was raised from the dead and he's alive right now sitting at the right hand of majesty on high then it's not just a big thing. It's the only thing. It is the only way, the only truth, the only life, because you cannot find this anywhere else, nowhere else in the world, in any religion, in anything. Because there is only one true God. And there's only one way. His Son, Jesus, Yeshua, the Anointed One. The master, hallelujah, the head of the church, the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, the lamb of God, the lion of the tribe of Judah. Hallelujah. Didn't he say in Revelation, we've been reading this recently, didn't he say, behold, I am the alpha and the omega. I am the first and the last. I was dead, but I'm alive. Is Jesus telling the truth? He said, I was dead, but I am alive forevermore. I'm so glad I believe this. I'm so glad I'm not confused. I'm so glad I'm not deceived. I'm so glad I'm not educated beyond any sense and think I know it all. And think I'm smarter than God. Smarter than Paul and Jesus. Come on, are you listening? Aren't you glad you're not so confused that you think such things? (laughs) I didn't intend to say a lot of these things, but I don't think I'm taking any of it back. (laughs) He said, verse 11... They which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. If Jesus didn't raise from the dead, they're gone. Yeah. Then dead is dead. That is the end, yep. termination. Right. Yes, sir. And verse 19, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. Yeah. We're a sad, miserable bunch. That's right. If there's no resurrection, yeah. right. if there's no life after this, yeah. we're a pitiful bunch. Yeah. Aren't we? Amen. Come on. We are to be pitied. Yep, that's right. And some people think we are. <laughs> yeah. But they're the ones that's wrong. That's right. And as soon as they die, they're going to find out. That's right. Aren't they? Yes, sir. But it's not in this life that we have hope only. Verse 20, oh, I like this. But now is Christ risen from the dead. He is. And he's become the first fruits of them that slept. If there's a first one, there's a second one, and a third, and a one millionth, ninety fifth. Your number's in there somewhere. Is that right? Your number is in there somewhere. <laughs> For since by man came death, by man came resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. He had to become a man because it was a man that messed it up. And it was man, hallelujah, by the grace of God that got it back for us. Amen. The man, Christ Jesus. Amen. For every man in his own order, Christ the first fruits, afterwards they that are Christ at his coming. Then comes the end when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God, even the Father, when he shall have put down all rule and all authority and power. For he must reign till he's put all enemies under his feet. And the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. 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 Sometimes people talk about sweet death. They took them in death. Death was their friend. No, no, no. Death is an enemy. Has always been an enemy. But there's coming a time... When death itself is going to be abolished. Have you read the book, back of the book? Have you read where it talks about no more crying, no more pain, no more dying, no more death? There's coming a time, and you and I are going to see it, when there will be no more hospitals, no more cemeteries. No more funerals. God. Thank you, Jesus. We've never experienced that before. There's coming a time when death will not be. The grass won't die. The flowers won't die. The animals won't die. And you won't die.
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God.
0: For he's put all things under his feet. But when he says all things are put under him, it's manifest that he's accepted which did put all things under him. When all things shall be subdued to him, then the Son himself will be subject to him that he put all things under him that God may be all in all. Skip down to uh, verse 35. Some man will say, how are the dead raised up? (laughs) These are these super intellects. Oh, really? You're going to be raised from the dead. How? Would you please explain that? How? With, and and what, what kind of body? The body's decomposed. Body's been in the, in the ground there for 300 years. How are they going to raise from the dead? And verse 36, his first response is, Fool. <laughs> <laughs> so who's the fool? You and me? No, sir. Believing in the resurrection? No. Are them scoffing at it That's right. and mocking That's right. It's fools that mock
1: That's right.
0: the holy things of God.
1: Yes, sir.
0: That which you sow is not quickened except it die. He said. That which you sow, you don't sow the body that shall be, but to bear grain. It may be of wheat or some other grain. God gives it a body as it has pleased him to every seed his own body. All flesh is not the same flesh. There's a flesh of men, beasts, fishes, birds. Now this contradicts some specific theories of evolution that we all developed from the same organisms. No, There are separate flesh of fish or animals or people. Birds are not turning into people. They never have. They never will. (laughs) It's not science. It's a belief and an incorrect belief. We're separate. We're, we're, We're separate kinds of creations. But he's talking about death and the body being planted as a seed. But God has given it, the body As it pleased him to every seed his own body. Verse 38. Skip down to verse 40. There are celestial bodies and bodies terrestrial. The glory of the celestial is one. The glory of the terrestrial is another. The glory of the sun, the moon, the stars. The stars differ from one another in glory. So is the resurrection of the dead. That's the way the resurrection is. It is like a seed that is sown and then comes the plant and, and the blossom and the fruit. It is like the glory of the sun, moon, and stars, stars differing in glory. There is an earthly, physical body, and there is a heavenly body.
1: Wow. That's right. Come on. Wow. Come
0: on. And you and I are going to find out oh about what a heavenly body is. The Bible tells us it's you and I are going to have a body like unto Jesus' body. The body he has now. There is a man in a physical body sitting at the right hand of God today. And yet it's not an earthly body subject to decay. It's been changed. I said, it's been changed. And with that body, after he was raised from the dead, he came through walls, and yet he said, touch me, handle me. He was as firm as you can touch your own hand right now. And as they're standing there looking at him in unbelief, he said, you got any food around here? You remember that? This is demonstrating. Think about this. With, with, with your body changed, your celestial body, you can still eat food. Well, that was where some people coming out today right there. They thought, oh, glory to God. You mean I get to eat later on? Uh, apparently so. <laughs> you know, uh, I was, Phyllis and I had the privilege of being at Brother Oral Roberts, uh, his, his wife, Miss Evelyn's home going, their m- memorial service. And they had just been to the graveside first, uh, his wife of many years, Miss Evelyn. Uh, greatly beloved by him and all the family and everybody around there, and now we're having the memorial. We were just Phyllis and I, just in the crowd, and uh, among other things, he got up and said some things. And one of the things that came out that he had said at the graveside, he said, "I've planted my greatest seed today." Now that's enlightenment, that's understanding. And do you see it right here in First Corinthians 15? That this body is a seed. Does that mean this is the end? Termination. Cessation of existence. Uh -uh. No. When you plant a seed in the garden, you don't say the end. (laughs) I planted it. I put those little bean seeds in there. I put that little tomato seed. The end. Termination. (laughs) Cessation. No. No. What's going to happen? what's going to happen. That seed that's planted it does. Parts of it die and dissolve but that's not the end. I said that's not the end. It's coming up. I said it's coming up. It's coming up and it's coming out and it's going to be something glorious. Something much more glorious than that seed that you put in there. Am I talking about your future? Am I talking about my future? If the Lord carries his coming, we won't live forever in this physical state. Who wants to? They'll plant this seed. Hmm? I mean, there's the ground. Here's the seed. Put the seed in the ground. Cover it up. Come on now. And when it's my turn to go, don't you dare stand around there sobbing and crying. We lost pastor. We lost this one. We lost that. No, you should know better. Amen. A seed was planted.
1: Yes.
0: Of course, first of all, that person's not there. Their spirit's gone. That's right. That's right. They've gone there with Jesus. Yes. But this is not even the end of this body either. Wow. Keep reading. You make sure I'm I'm not making this up. I'm reading the New Testament. He said, it's verse 42, the resurrection of the dead, it's sown in corruption. It's raised in incorruption. It's sown in dishonor, but it's raised in glory. It's sown in weakness, but it's raised in power. It's sown a natural body, but it's raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body, and there is a spiritual body. Can you believe the Bible, saints? Then just as sure as there's a natural body, there's also a spiritual body. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul, and the last Adam was made a quickening spirit. Howbeit that was not that first which is spiritual, but that which is natural afterward that which is spiritual. The first man of the earth is earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven. As is the earthy, such are they that are earthy. And as is the heavenly, such are they which are heavenly. We have borne the image of the earthy. We're doing that right now. We shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? It's going to happen. Now this I say, brethren, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither does corruption inherit incorruption. Heaven is too pure. The next part of our existence is too pure and too glorious to drag a stinky dying body into. We got to be changed. We can't, we can't drag this into the next part. It's got to be changed. He said, Behold, I show you a mystery. Other translations say, I'm going to tell you a secret. We shall not all sleep. He's talking about physical death. But we shall all be changed. It's going to happen. Verse 52, are you with me? It's going to happen in a moment. It's going to happen quick. No long, drawn-out process. Huh? Huh? No evolution over millions of years. It's going to happen in a moment. In a moment. Somebody say in a moment. In a moment. In In the twinkling of an eye at the last trump. Because the trumpet's going to sound. Come on, is there going to come a time? We're going to hear this. We're going to to hear it. We're going to hear it. And we're going to get wide-eyed. And we're going to go, this is it. This is it. It's happening. It's happening now. The trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. We shall be changed. We shall be changed. For this corruptible shall put on incorruption, this mortal will put on immortality. And when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. The last enemy has been put underfoot, and there's no more dying. And then we're going to get sassy. We're going to say, Death... Where are you, bad boy? Huh? Huh? You couldn't hold me down now, could you? Death? Where is your sting? Grave? What victory? I don't see any victory. You have no victory. You have no victory. (laughs) The sting of death is sin, the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God which gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Victory over what? Victory over death through the resurrection. Oh, somebody say, I believe. I believe. I believe in the resurrection. In closing, I think, go with me to First uh, Thessalonians 4. 1 Thessalonians 4. The Bible teaches us in this passage, we are not to sorrow at death like those who have no hope. You know, one of the big, big times when we should show that we are real Christians right. is when death occurs around us. Yes. Right? Yes, Whether it's a friend or co worker or family member, far or, or close. Either way, that is one of the greatest trials of our faith to show if we really believe this or not. To sorrow and grieve and be incapacitated and all you talk about is loss, 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 loss. You're not acting like a believer. Right? I said you're not acting like a believer. You're acting like dead is dead. Gone, no more. Do you know? I don't refer to my loved ones that have gone on in the past tense. You'll see Christian a lot of times catching themselves go, you know, oh, I, oh, how how he how he loves, oh, excuse me, loved, used to, oh, I so I so enjoy, so, well, used to enjoy. And trying to always refer to people in the past tense. If they are alive and well in heaven with Jesus, they're not was, they are. They're not used to be, they are. When my, my dad went home uh, a little early and under some less than perfect circumstances, and, and I was troubled. Uh, thereafter I thought well you know Lord I, there's some things I wanted to do with my dad and I was just getting to the place where I could do some things for him and with him and, and it was bothering me some and and, and I thought Lord I, I wanted to do some things and now I won't get to and, and the Lord spoke to my heart I don't mean I heard a voice but inside me I just knew it knew some things and then he said something to me he said this who said you won't get to do them and I just realized in a the moment, there's some things I won't care about doing. And once we get there, we won't care about that anymore. But there's some other things we will still care about, and we will still get to do it with them. Because they're not gone, it's, they're not past, they're not just history, they exist. And we're going to see them again. And we're going to still get to do it. In 1 Thessalonians 4, he describes this. 1 Thessalonians 4. Everybody okay? Yes, sir. Huh? Yes, sir. He said, verse 13, I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them that are asleep. Now this is body sleep, not soul sleep, because the Spirit's departed. But it's not even the end of the body. The body's coming back up. Concerning them that sleep, that you sorrow not even as others which have no hope. You might want to say that right there. Say it out loud. I don't sorrow like the world, like unbelievers. I don't grieve. I don't sorrow like those who have no hope. Like have no hope. Now, sure, you know, you can miss somebody and you can't just run see them today. And you miss somebody and a tear can come in your eye. But you need to catch yourself and just remind yourself they're in great shape, better shape than me. Amen. Right? Amen. And I'm going to see them again yes. so soon. If I live another 60 years, 70 years, 80 years, it's going to pass by so quick. Yes, yes. I'm going to see them again soon. Very soon. I don't sorrow like those who have no hope. Keep going. For if we believe, that's what we've been talking about all, all morning. If we believe That Jesus died and rose again. I want to see how many believe this. If you believe that Jesus died and rose again, then even so, them which are asleep in Jesus will God bring with him. When Jesus comes back, he's not coming alone. You know who's going to be with him? Your grandpa. Your grandpa and your grandma and your sisters and your brothers, your, come on, your moms, your dads, your children. They're going to be with him. They're coming with him. He's bringing them with him.
1: Thank you, Lord.
0: Thank you. People say, what about, what about those bodies that decompose? What about the, you know, there are people that died at sea and the sharks got them. Where's their body? There's people that died 600 years ago out in the desert. Nobody found them. Their bones were bleached and turned to dust and blown to the four corners. Where's their body? Where's their body? I want you to understand God is God. And he knows where every molecule of that body is. He knows right where it is. And you and I, if we're, it's going to be something to be on either side of this. But if you're alive and remaining... You're going to hear that trumpet. And it's going to hit you. You're going to go, this is it. This is it. This is it. It's happening. And you're going to see Jesus coming with the clouds. Hallelujah. Of the great witnesses of faith and all our loved ones. And the graves are going to open up. And the dead in Christ are going to rise. And I don't care if Brother Joe died a thousand years ago and his body is scattered to the four corners. It's going to come together, shoo, back together. <laughs> and the glory of God is going to hit it. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Glory. And their spirits are going to be reunited with their bodies. And you're going to be standing there with your mouth open about that big and your eyes about that big. And about that time, it's going to hit you. <laughs> the power of God, the same thing that's happening to them is going to flow through you and you're going to be changed.
1: Hallelujah. God. Yes, Lord.
0: At a greater than atomic level, you're going to be changed and will no longer be mortal nor corruptible nor subject to pain nor decay. Is this true? Is this true? Yes. Is this true? Is it the Bible? Then yes. it's something to shout about. Amen. He said, if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them which sleep in Jesus, God's going to bring with him. Is it going to happen? Yes. And we say "We say this to you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord shall not prevent or go before them which are at sleep. They get to be changed first ahead of those that are alive and remaining. For the Lord himself, not an angel, the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. Now you ain't never heard a shout like this shout. You never heard a shout like this shout. When the king of kings himself comes blasting out of heaven down to the earth and hits the atmosphere and shouts. It's going to shake this place. (laughs) And you're going to be mighty glad you know him and are not on the other side. (laughs) Oh, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout. And the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Hallelujah. We're going to get to see that happen. No matter how long the body's been in the ground, no matter where the body wound up, separated, it's going to come together, and it's going to be glorified. Then, we which are alive and remain will be caught up. Huh? You like to fly? You like to fly? (laughs) I do too. How about flying without a plane? Caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. I told you you're flying. You're flying. (laughs) You're flying in in, in the air, in the clouds. Zoom. Here you go. And we going to meet the Lord. Oh, Tell me who's who's with the Lord. Grandpa? Yes. Grandma? My Auntie and uncle? Yes. Huh? Yes. Friends? Loved ones? Yes. Spouses? Children? Yes. Right? Yes. They're, all there. They're all there. Everybody's there. Yes. Of his. Yes. To meet the Lord in the air. And this is not a temporary thing for a few days or a few years or even a few centuries. So... Shall we ever be with the Lord? Now get to the next verse. Wherefore, do what? Comfort one another. with it. Take these words and comfort, minister comfort and peace and strength to each other. So anytime you yourself or somebody you know starts looking at the wrong thing, focusing on the natural and the temporary and grieving and sorrowing like this is the end you need to pull us out and say let me read this to you Hmm? let me tell you let me remind you of what's really going on and what's really going to happen and by the time you get through if they believe it they'll be going that's right that's exactly right that's right this is not the end this is not the end (laughs) We just planted a seed. And it's coming up. And so am I. Praise God. Everybody stand on your feet. Everybody stand on your feet. Oh, somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, Lord, we thank you. And we praise you. Come on, lift up your hands. Lift up your hands.